What's up, Seekers of Strength? Welcome back to another enlightening episode of Gathering Strength, the podcast that explores the inner realms of personal growth and resilience. I'm your host, Ruby Rube, and today we embark on a profound journey into the transformative power of solitude. And being that it is Iron Man Race Week, I'm going to be intertwining the transformative power of solitude with the transformative power of the Iron Man journey. Have you ever wondered how moments of solitude can help shape your life and bolster your strength? How the quietude of introspection can be a powerful catalyst for self-discovery and resilience? Well, today we have a captivating exploration in store for you. We're going to dive into the lives of historical figures, visionaries who found solace, creativity, and unwavering resolve in the embrace of solitude. What can we learn from these luminaries such as Sir Isaac Newton, Gandhi, who not only survived but thrived in moments of voluntary isolation? How did they turn their solitary journeys into avenues of personal growth and contributions to humanity? And in actuality, you know, they're no different than you and I. They're a dude. You're a dude. I'm a dude. We're all just dudes. (laughs) Now join me as we unravel the secrets to self-reflection, mental resilience, creativity, and a deeper sense of purpose through the lens of those who've walked this path before us. By the end of this episode, you'll be armed with inspiration and practical insights to embrace solitude as a tool for gathering strength and transforming your life. So without further ado, let's journey into the heart of solitude and discover the timeless wisdom it holds. Welcome to Gathering Strength. Our first stop into this introspective voyage is always with Warren Buffett. That guy, he said, the more you learn, the more you earn. And by golly, you go and learn today. You already know who I want you to look like. That's right, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I want you to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger via 1974 as he was competing and dominating the Mr. Olympia Bodybuilding Championships. Oh yeah, I want you to look jacked. I want you to have the buff body, the buff mind, the buff spirit, the buff bank. Life, it is heavy and we're not always going to have a spot. Luckily for you, I got you back. Now that we are all warmed up, Let's get into it. So today, my fellow seekers of of strength, we're going to embark on that journey, a profound exploration of the Iron Man experience and the extraordinary tapestry of solitude and how they weave and intermingle and permeate into each other. Now, as we step onto this path, first you need to envision the vast expanse of that Ironman triathlon. It's an audacious test of human endurance that beckons only the brave. Now picture a 2.4 mile swim, followed by a grueling 112 mile bike ride, 
only to be concluded by a full marathon, which consists of a 26.2-mile run. All of those on an individual basis are tall orders. Now, this is not just a physical feat. It's a profound journey into the depths of one's being. The Ironman is a battle you wage not just against the elements, but more importantly, against yourself, where solitude becomes your faithful companion. Now, if you are one of those brave who dare to embark on that journey, you're going to need to be comfortable with being alone, all by yourself. But don't worry, you'll have plenty of things to keep you company like your own thoughts. You're going to be thinking about everything, everything that led you to embark on that journey. You're going to reflect back on all the good, on all the bad, on all the ugly, on all the everything that makes up you. You're going to think about it all. And that's where a lot of people tap out because they can't sustain just being by themselves they have to be constantly distracted they have to have the instant gratifying dopamine hits so man they they tap out super quick or they're just not even courageous enough to dip their toes into the endurance world because man yeah it is tough you'll see a lot of signs that the spectators create and they hold them up as they cheer on the, um, on the side of the whatever course it's on. And it'll say, hey, 90% mental, 100% mental. It's all a huge mental game. Now let me further acquaint you with the formidable Ironman challenge. Each discipline, the swimming, the biking, the running, well... It presents its own unique brand of solitary confinement. It's not merely a race. It's a passage through the crucible of solitude. Lawrence Stern, a quote by that guy, he says, In solitude, the mind gains strength and learns to lean upon itself. Imagine the solitude of swimming. The rhythmic cadence of strokes, the hypnotic sound of your own breath, and the endless horizon of water. In this isolated realm, you are your own counsel. There are no teammates to share the burden or adversaries to outmaneuver. It's just you, your thoughts, and the unending stretch of water. Now, as a law of the universe... Energy cannot be created nor destroyed. It can only be transformed. Now, if you're a human, undoubtedly you have absorbed a lot of negative energy. A lot of negative Nancys, a lot of haters, a lot of people have poo-pooed on you. But that's okay. That's energy. And now it is in the way that you utilize that energy now, I believe that it is a superpower to be able to, to transform that negative energy into positive energy, energy that can propel you further along the course of you obtaining your goals. Now, it is those people who do not know how to transform that energy that suffer. 
they're the ones that hold on to the negativity and throughout their life they have failed to do what was necessary to ameliorate that situation and as a byproduct of that they are more embittered than enlightened and you don't want to be that guy that's why we need to embrace solitude so that we can think that we can have a conversation with that still small voice rather than ignoring it rather than numbing it rather than pushing it away and shying away from it nah my guy you face it and it is by yourself that you can really tune in and listen to that still small voice Thomas Edison he said quote the best thinking has been done in solitude in solitude mental fortitude takes center stage facing the abyss of open water doubts may arise like tidal waves but the solitary swimmer learns to conquer them stroke by stroke this battle with self-doubt in the silent depths of water mirrors the challenges we encounter in our everyday lives in solitude we find the strength to confront the doubts that loom large on the horizon of our aspirations now there is a big difference between swimming in a pool and swimming in the ocean both face their own unique challenges now here's something that i did not expect to encounter swimming because prior to embarking on this ironman journey i knew how to swim but i didn't know how to ironman swim now it was an opportunity for me to learn now on my first couple swims man i struggled swimming the length of the pool two times i was out of breath now because i know how to learn and i know the process of learning we gather strength as we go i was able to incrementally you know do some research trial and error conversations with some of the old timers in the pool and bada boom bada bing within due time here i am you know swimming iron man distances now there is a significant amount of solitude that you face when you're swimming now when you're biking and you're running yep you'll face that brand of solitude but there's something about swimming where you know in the pool you're able to see you can see the tiles that are slowly moving past you along the floor and you can equate that you're like all right i'm making progress still you know when you're swimming all that you hear and feel is water you hear the water sloshing around in your ears back and forth you become in tune with your breath you become in tune with your body position and its movements and you know that's how you experience flow state but when you get into the open water man you're in that ocean you can't see nothing now i don't know about you but i grew up watching the movie jaws right and then a big shark jumps up out of the water you can't even see it before you know it it's just chomping down a boat and now all right so here you are you're on the ocean right the waves are crashing and you hear you know there's people running on the beach whatever environment you're in and you're like all right i'm going to venture out 
Ah, there you are. You say your prayers. And you're like, dear God, please don't let me drown. Please don't let me get eaten by a shark. Please don't let a seal come up and, I don't know, try to sleep on me. And there's something about not being able to see that really will just mess with your mind. You don't know. Like, you could literally be swimming by a freaking shark. And in the San Francisco Bay Area, over there in Santa Cruz, Monterey Bay, I just recently learned of of this. There's freaking sharks. (laughs) And there's people have been getting attacked by sharks. And I didn't know that. Until I learned of it where I told someone and they were like, hey, what'd you do this weekend? And I was like, oh, you know, nothing much. Went swimming in the ocean. And they're like, what? You went swimming in the ocean? Didn't you hear? I was like, hear about what? They're like, some guy got eaten by a shark. I was like, where? Santa Cruz. It's like, no way. And then I go online. Sure enough. Yeah, that dude got eaten. I don't know. Within like a mile of me. But then, so, I was like, all right, I still need to get in my open water swim. So, I venture back out and I talk to to the lifeguard. And, you know, I'm counting on him for expertise and knowledge and wisdom. I was like, hey, guy, is it safe to swim here? He's like, yeah, it's totally safe. Uh, The sharks, they're about like a mile away from here. I was like, oh, oh, okay. (laughs) All right. All right. So there I am, faced with being a little biatch, being scared, or, you know, facing the fear of potentially having a grapple with the shark. Now, you know, when you think about it, the odds of getting eaten by a shark are astronomical. The odds of me dying in my vehicle on my way to work, well, that's, I don't know, 50-50. So when you think about, you know, the odds of it, it's like, all right, I need to face this fear because I could die in a freaking car accident on my way home. So there I am, right? Swimming in the water with all of my fears being faced and all of the probabilities of it maybe not happening. And you still do it. And all right, so imagine this. You're swimming in the ocean, right? And as the further you get away from shore and those waves, they're crashing. You can't even hear anybody anymore. And because the waves are crashing, you know, loud, They're probably not even going to be able to hear you scream if you did get in trouble. And you know what? I have a high-pitched, shrill girl scream when I panic. I'm sure we we can all hit those notes, right? Sounding like a little four-year-old girl. And even if I were to encounter something out there or some trouble or whatever, no one is going to hear you scream. So guess what? I need to rely on myself to not panic. And that was, you know, a profound moment where, you know, it was something that I didn't expect on learning. But hey, Warren Buffett said, the more you learn, the more you earn. So I learned how to calm myself and not even get to the point of where I'm panicking. And, you know, it's one of those things where you just have to go through the process and let the lesson be revealed to you of whatever you were going to learn. Now, there was a moment. Now, here I am, right? Swimming. Imagine this. I have on my wetsuit. I have on my, my Googles. And I'm just swimming and I'm following 
as close to the shore as possible where I'm past the breakers. And I'm swimming. And like I said, you can't see anything. And I outstretch my, my hand to pull it in a stroke. And I touch something. I'm like, oh, hey, what is that? Jeez. And I look up. I'm like, all right, there's no fins around me. There's nothing splashing. And the next thing you know, I'm swimming in a freaking bed of kelp. I'm like, damn, this is... Ah. All right, here I am swimming in kelp. And I'm like, all right, I already can't see. All right, I need to, you know, focus on calming myself. And here I am. I'm just out in, in the ocean by myself in solitude. I'm like, all right, it's all good. I'm just going to keep going and, you know, I just pull through. Man, you got to embrace that. Now, it sounds crazy when you think about it. But, it, you know, to me, it's, it's even crazier to remain fearful, to remain scared, to not even try, to not even, you know, do anything like that. But, you know, whatever, to, to each his own. This is just my journey, the Iron Man journey, and it's something that I feel compelled to talk about. The gems, the the wisdom, the nuggets of gold that I was able to accumulate for myself. I, I feel it's you know part of the process to share what I've learned. And I learned that being or subjecting yourself to voluntary solitude for you know, time after time, well, that you, you will gain some intangible assets that can't be bought. Now, let's dive even deeper into the solitude of swimming. Now, picture yourself. You're immersed in that water. Every stroke is propelling you forward. Every breath that you take is a reminder of your existence. The pool's edge is a distant memory. The shore, a distant memory, and the world beyond seems distant and insignificant. In this isolation, one discovers the capacity capacity for self-reflection. Thoughts surface, problems emerge, and solutions are born amidst the tranquility of each stroke. And also, while you're swimming, and you you can't hear anything, so if someone was on shore, you know, trying to gain my attention and they were just yelling from the top of their lungs, shark, shark, I'm not even going to be able to hear them. I'm just going to be swimming in my own world of introspection, you know, um, ignorantly swimming next to a great white. But as the old adage go, goes, ignorance is bliss. And you know what? If a shark were to try to attack me, I just get in the headlock and punch it right in its nose. Now, in these solitary moments that we realize the power of introspection, the swimmer learns to confront the inner demons, to find solace in their own company, and to emerge from the water stronger, more resolved, and better equipped to navigate the complexities of existence. It is the essence of solitude, the ability to face life's challenges head on, to reflect on our choices, and to emerge from the depths of newfound resilience. 
Now let's shift gears to the solitude of cycling. You about to go the distance right now. A discipline that takes the solitary journey to the open road. Imagine the sensation of being in the saddle. The rhythmic whir of tires on the pavement and the world unfolding before you as you pedal onward. It's just you, your bike, and the endless road ahead. Cycling, like swimming, offers a profound sense of isolation. Hours melt away as the wheels spin beneath you. In this solitude, self-discovery takes root. The challenges of the road, from steep hills to unexpected obstacles, require on-the-spot problem-solving. The cyclist learns to adapt, to overcome adversity, and to find strength in self-reliance. The parallels between solo cycling and life's journey are undeniable. Life often presents unexpected twists and turns. Just as the cyclist navigates winding roads, we too must find our way through the craziness of existence. Solitude in this context becomes a crucible for developing the skills of adaptability, resilience, and the tenacity to pedal on when the road ahead seems unending. Now here's some nuggets of wisdom that I learned about cycling that I didn't expect to learn. Was this? You can keep going. (laughs) You can always keep going. And there's something about man merging with a piece of technology that, man, I don't know, it makes you feel like you're in the future, especially on these bikes today. Now, I invested in a, a nice bike. It's a Trek Domani. And, you know, it's not the most expensive bike. It's also not the, the, the cheapest. It's something... That was within my budget that would allow me to grow. It's a beautiful bike too. The the colors, the paint, all of the the technology. Now, there's something about like going fast and being in an arrow position and feeling the wind just going past you. I don't know. It feels weird. It feels... I don't know, it, it, it's kind of comparable to like being a fighter pilot because I don't know, going 25 miles an hour, going 30, 35 miles an hour, even man, sometimes 40 miles an hour downhill on a bike, it feels like you're you're going 100 miles an hour. It feels like you're in you're piloting a damn fighter jet, and when the wind is just whirling past you and you're you have to be like in the zone in that flow state and the wind is blowing past you it's just like and man if you are not paying attention if you're not focused concentrating and being present in the moment man you're gonna hit a little bump and it's gonna veer you off course and hey hopefully not into a Mack truck hopefully not off a cliff hopefully not into oncoming traffic now, I live in Livermore, California, and the areas that I was able to cycle around, they are comparable to what I hear. Some of the articles that I've read, 
They are comparable to cycling in the hills of Tuscany, France, the hills and the, the vineyards of Italy. And it's like, man, I'm so blessed to live in the area that I live in and have the miles and miles. Man, there's castles. There's beautiful wineries that I get to cycle through. And if I'm cycling through like Alamo, San Ramon, Danville, Walnut Creek, Pleasanton, I get to cycle through beautiful areas of real estate where it's just like, beautiful homes and I was like man this is super nice and also because cycling is very popular in my neck of the woods there are very nice cycling bike lanes and you know they're well maintained so between cycling in neighborhoods with multi-million dollar mansions cycling in areas with Hundreds and hundreds of acres of rolling wineries with freaking castles on them. And the beautiful rolling hills of Livermore. And the beautiful sunrises that I got to witness. I was like, man, this is badass. You know what? Once again, all by myself, no music, no coach, no cycling team. It was just me and my thoughts propelling me. And everything that I've mentioned along this Ironman race week. You really immerse yourself in that cycling because cycling, that's like the largest portion of the Ironman. So you really need to devote and invest a lot of your hours and a lot of your time into cycling. And, you know, that's something where I was able to experience a lot of the most profound breakthroughs for myself. Man, it was during the Ironman journey that I developed and identified my own philosophy. And man, that's worth the price of admission all on itself. Whether you cross that finish line or not. For someone to be able to identify their own philosophy in whatever journey that reveals that to you. Man, that's that's powerful. Not everyone is going to be able to experience that. And you know, that's one of the reasons why I'm creating this podcast and focusing on the Ironman week and some of the things that I have experienced. I want to be able to positively influence people and perhaps nudge them if they're on the the precipice of doing something challenging, stepping out of their comfort zone. I want to be the one to be like, go, do it. Go venture out and learn something. Now let us transition into running, running alone. That's right, on your Ironman journey, you're going to be running, swimming, biking, pretty much all alone, all by yourself. But like I said, hey, don't worry. You have your thoughts to propel you forward. Now our journey through solitude now is going to lead us into the world of running, the marathoner's realm. Now picture yourself on the open road, the steady rhythm of your footsteps echoing in the silence, the pavement stretching endlessly before you. It's a meditative journey, a pilgrimage of the self. In the solitude of long distance running, the mind finds clarity. As the miles accumulate, the clutter of everyday life falls away and a profound sense of focus emerges. 
running alone allows thoughts to flow freely like a river of consciousness where problems are dissected ideas are born and personal epiphanies are discovered there was a run that i was doing in the middle of the darkness of morning before the sun was even coming up i was running on a street that was illuminated by street lights and now as i was running and i was approaching the street lights i noticed that my shadow it would be behind me and as i got closer to the street light my shadow would like sweep from behind me to in front of me from behind me to in front of me from behind me to in front of me for the entire duration of that segment and i had a, a little philosophical quote manifest before me and now the philosophical phrase that i was able to to create on that run it went something along the lines of our shadows are to remind us that every man brings along with him his own darkness that's pretty pretty creative huh not bad so i go online and i tried to see if like hey maybe i heard that on a freaking Seinfeld episode or saw it on a bumper sticker somewhere or maybe saw it on I don't know an, an an Etsy deep dive. Yeah, sure enough. I am the one who can take creativity um possession of coining that phrase. Our shadows are to remind us that every man brings along with him his own darkness. Now that phrase is not to be written, used, or copied upon or infringed without the written consent of your boy Ruby Rube from the Gathering Strength podcast. If I find that written anywhere, I'll sue your ass. Now the solitude that you find yourself while running, it is not empty. Nah, just as I explained, it is filled with the essence of self-discovery. Just as the marathoner endures the miles, so too do we face the marathon of existence. Now the lessons learned from running alone are a testament to the power of solitude in nurturing mental clarity, discipline, and the unwavering determination to conquer life's challenges. Now, as hard as running is, you know, once again, it's the mindset and when you can find gratitude in the process it makes it all that much more easier and i find that there is profound beauty in waking up before the sun rises getting out there in the darkness of night running until that beautiful sunrise starts to manifest and you know in the meanwhile it's just you by yourself in a dark place literally and all you have is the huffing and puffing of your breath of your controlled breath the sound of your footsteps as they you know traverse on you know different types of 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 ground you know because you're not just running on solid asphalt and something about you know that cadence your breath you know being sweaty being in nature being observant and aware of your thoughts being aware and observant of nature and just piling that all together 
to create a extraordinary moment for yourself. And, you know, I, I find it powerful and I enjoyed it. And that's why your boy Ruby Rube does it over and over. When you find something that works, you keep doing it. When you find something that no longer works and is no longer serving you, well, it's time to cast that stuff to, to the side. Now, because you have persevered through the swim, the bike, and the run, hey, we're going to approach that finish line. Now, as we approach the grand crescendo of an Ironman, the finish line, we must reflect on the profound lessons learned from swimming, cycling, and running alone. Each discipline, each moment of solitude has shaped the Ironman athlete into a warrior of the spirit. Albert Einstein, he said, that clever, brilliant mind, he said, I live in that solitude, which is painful in youth, but delicious in the years of maturity. And then your boy Pablo Picasso, he wrote, without great solitude, no serious work is possible. Think about that for a second. Without or without great solitude, no serious work is possible. Uh, Pablo Picasso said that. The Iron Man finish line is not merely a destination. It is a testament to the human spirit's indomitable will. Crossing that line after battling solitude and self-doubt signifies a transformation, a metamorphosis of an ordinary individual into an extraordinary force of nature. It's a reminder that solitude, though daunting, is a crucible for greatness. But how do these lessons from Ironman training apply to the everyday person? Hey, I'm glad you asked. What a great question. How can the solitude of swimming, biking, and running alone be harnessed to enhance our lives? Brilliant questions, my guy and your boy Ruby Rube. I'm going to break it down for you. Now, in that crucible of solitude, we learn self-reliance, adaptability, and resilience. These qualities are not limited to the realm of athletics. They are the building blocks of personal growth and success. When we face life's challenges with the resolve of an Ironman, we become architects of our destinies. Consider this. Just as the Ironman athlete pushes through physical and mental barriers, we too can confront the obstacles that stand in our way. Solitude, in its various forms, serves as our training ground. In the quiet moments of introspection, we find the answers to life's questions. In the solitude of adversity, we forge our character. It is in the solitude of self-discovery we uncover our true potential. The Iron Man journey teaches us that the path to greatness is often a solitary one. It's about taking responsibility for our own lives, confronting our fears, and emerging from the crucible of solitude stronger and wiser. By understanding these concepts and embracing the lessons, we equip ourselves with the tools to navigate the complexities of our modern lives. 
solitude becomes not a void to be filled, but a sanctuary for self-discovery, creativity, and inner fortitude. As we conclude this journey, remember that in moments of solitude, you have the canvas upon which to paint your own masterpiece of self-realization. The power of solitude lies not only in the stories of historical figures, but also within each of us. Embrace solitude as a partner on your path to personal growth, as a wellspring of resilience in times of adversity, and as a sanctuary for creativity and introspection. In solitude, you gather strength, you discover your purpose, and you become the architect of your destiny. Thank you so much for joining me on this exploration of solitude's transformative power. As you venture forward, may the lessons learned here resonate in your heart, guiding you toward a life of greater self-awareness, fulfillment, and the unwavering strength to face any challenge that comes your way. Remember, your solitude is not an empty space. It's a canvas waiting for your unique masterpiece. Keep gathering strength, and may your journey be as inspiring as those who've walked this path before us. Until next time, it's onward, always onward. <laughs>